it's quite exciting for me to meet a patient who's 78 years old, almost 80 years old, shoulder pain, can't move his arm. I do an MRI. And one of the most incredible things about an MRI, more than obviously more than an x-ray, which only shows you the bone. But if you want to diagnose the tendon that lifts your arm up, the rotator cuff, you got to get an MRI. And I don't believe you need contrast, which is painful to the patient. And I don't think is necessary. That's just my opinion. Plenty of people order them with contrast. They're, as we say in Yiddish, gig is into hey, you're allowed to do whatever you want. But if you came to me, I'm not ordering dye injected into your knee, your shoulder, or your hip. You can see what you need to see, in my opinion, with just a regular MRI. But here's what, one of the most beautiful things about the current technology that we have. Because even the MRI machines continue to improve. Just like you got an iPhone 12 versus an iPhone 6, the technology keeps getting better. Apparently, the camera on the iPhone 12, and I have an iPhone 12, is so much better than the you know, the one before, same thing is happening in the world of MRIs. But as Dr. Ranawat taught me, the eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. You got to know what you're looking at. So when I look at the MRI and I look at them myself before I take care of somebody, the radiologist is great and they serve a key purpose in taking care of patients. But I don't care what they say. I'm looking at the study myself. And what I look for, which I was taught, because remember, it's 2021, right? I mean, we got all kinds of spacecraft and look at all the Tesla stuff that's being done. Can you imagine the x-ray is still black and white that we use to take care of you? The CAT scan that we use to take care of you is still black and white. And the great MRI that we use, this study is still in black and white. The body's not black and white, it's color. Blood without oxygen looks blue. Blood with oxygen looks red. Cartilage is white, fat is yellow, tendons are white. I live in a world of color as a surgeon. When I open you up, trust me, it's like a Monet painting inside your body, filled with color. And yet, I'm supposed to make a diagnosis with a black and white picture. But the secret is understanding shades of gray. If it's a black and white picture, your MRI, the sweet spot, the secret sauce, the essence of who's good and who's great, who's the Kobe Bryant as a surgeon, is being able to understand the different shades of gray. And when you can read an MRI and appreciate this is a lighter gray, this is a darker gray, the light versus dark gray means circulation. So if I see the tendon that's torn, the rotator cuff, and it's light, it's got some white signal in it, then I know the circulation is not great. I could put all the stitches, I could repair that rotator cuff and put it back to the bone that it pulled off of. Clap revision, a rotator cuff tear is like having a boat tied to the dock with a rope. The boat is your arm. The rope is the tendon. The attachment of the tendon to the bone is that metal cleat that the rope is tied around. You rip the rope or you rip the cleat off the dock, your arm ain't moving. That boat starts to drift, doesn't stay attached. The quality of the rope, is the rope worth repairing? Is it a healthy, good rope or is it frayed and famished, which is another Yiddish medical term. That's not something you can repair very successfully and will fail. So when I saw the MRI of this 78-year-old man, he's old. 
He's got altacacaritis. He's an old guy. He's an altacacar, as we say in Yiddish. But no, his MRI amazed me. He had the rotator cuff circulation quality, even though the tendon was torn, of a 30-year-old. And when I looked at it, I said to him, I'm going to fix this. I'm not throwing your arm in the trash and telling you to live with this. I'm not putting a reverse shoulder replacement into your arm just because you're 78 years old. I'm going to treat you like a 20-year-old skier, basketball player. I'm going to fix your rotator cuff. And yesterday, when I took him to surgery, arthroscopically, mind you, I didn't even open up his shoulder. He had a massive tear of the rotator cuff pulled right off the bone. It was like looking at the rope and it was, had pulled the metal cleat right off the dock. But I knew from the MRI, better than seeing it with my own eyes, that this was tendon of quality, of thickness, of viability, that I could put a stitch in it and it would absolutely hold the stitch and allow me to pull the rope back to the dock and I could bolt the cleat back into the wooden dock. And that's what I did. In his case, because the tear was so massive, I had to use two cleats to reattach that boat, to reattach the tendon to the dock with the boat attached. And the technology, I have six patents. I've invented a lot of tools that are used all over the world to do hip and knees or millions of cases all over the world have used the tools that I designed and patented. But I didn't patent and I didn't design the tool I used yesterday. But you know who did? And he lives here with us in Los Angeles. He's a great friend of mine. And his name is Neil Elitrosh. Takes care of the Dodgers and the Rams. He's an innovator. He's, a, he's an artist. Like I pride myself in being as a sculptor. I used a tool that he invented called a swivel lock. What a tremendous advance to be able to arthroscopically put that cleat back into the bone without having to open up his shoulder. And to be able to tighten the sutures so that the rotator cuff is exactly back to where it used to be on the bone. We have such an elegant word. I just love words. Probably why I love being on the radio. What we call the area where the tendon came from on the bone, where it ripped off the bone. You know what we call it? We call it the footprint. The footprint of the tendon, which is such a beautiful term. Because what I need to do is put the tendon back to where God put it. I'm not putting it anyplace else. It needs to be in, to a millimeter exactly back. So if you've had rotator cuff surgery and you did not have a good outcome, I will bet you dollars to donuts. And you know how much I love donuts. Good time donuts, Ventura. That's where I go. Ask for Sue. Tell her Dr. Clapper sent you. I would bet dollars to donuts that they did not put your tendon back to the footprint, which you can see with the arthroscope where exactly the tendon came from. Don't be a hero as a surgeon. Don't try to put it someplace else. Put it exactly back where it came from. And if you do, then you end up with a great result. Then you end up with patients who can high five you after you fix their rotator cuff because then can lift their arm comfortably and pain free above their head because you put it back to the exact correct spot. That's why I love words. Can you imagine calling the ocean music? Can you imagine calling a song? a surfboard? Can you imagine calling a surf leash that's wrapped to your ankle, the electrical cord attached to the microphone, and writing a song is like riding a wave? Only on this show you can hear it. It's such a joy for me each and every Saturday to talk to you, and thanks so much for telling your friends and family. Coming up next, I'm going to tell some stories 
the surf leash in the world of art, the world of sports, the world of surgery. And at 8.15, we'll be talking to a man who knows a lot about making the perfect surf leash from creatures, Bo Campy. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN.